0: Job, the 39th chapter. Well, we're in our Eagle series, and uh, our Renewed Like the Eagle, we've been doing that for this month, this year is renewed in 2022. Uh, very quickly this morning, I want to talk about the eye of the eagle, say it with me, the eye of the eagle, the eye of the eagle. The Let's found out, find out why the eagle got the name Old Eagle Eye. Yeah, you may have heard that term, and a person who maybe doesn't miss a thing, you know, you say, they got that Old Eagle Eye. person who has a tendency to notice and see everything that you might call them, or they are like an Old Eagle Eye. And we as Christians need to get to the point where we don't miss anything concerning God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss anything when it's concerning God, when it's concerning me. Amen. And you understand, because Satan is pulling too many tricks on too many people, and there's too many things going over many people's head, and we need to get sharper spiritually. And we need to have the ability to discern different spirits. Huh? You have to be a discerner of spirits. Not have spiritual discernment. (laughs) But discerning different spirits. Hallelujah. Somebody catch that after a while. So the Bible calls it discerning of spirits. Job 39, 27 says, Doeth the eagle mount up at thy command, and make her nest on high. She dwelleth and abide on the rock, upon the crave of the rock, and the strong place. From thence she seeketh the prey, and her eyes behold afar off. There are so many correlations between eagles and our Christian walk. The Bible doesn't say we are going to mount up with wings as a pelican, but the Bible says in Isaiah 40 and 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as what? Eagles. And they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So we're not supposed to be, you know, flapping around with the chickens and the chicken yard. We are supposed to be soaring with the eagles. She abides on the rock, it says here in the Scripture. So we are supposed to be abiding on the rock. The Bible says in John 15 and 7, it's up on your screen, it says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall what? Ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Well, the eagle, first of all, abides in the rock, and from there she seeks her prey, and her eye, behold, afar off, as we just read. An eagle can see from two miles in the air. An eagle can see two miles in any direction. A human being sees a rabbit from two miles would have to have a powerful set of uh, binoculars or a telescope or what have you. Uh, but the eagle has the best sight of any bird. And when they go to seek their prey, they personally or purposely uh, get higher in the sky because they have a wider span of vision the higher they go. hmm And so the message is the higher we go in God, the sharper we are going to be to see what we see and know what God wants us to know. So the higher we go in God, the more we can discern uh, uh, or see spiritually. So the key is is that we got to go higher than where we are right now. Now, how many of you want to go higher than where you are right now? Hallelujah. I'm not coming to church so I can just see how cute you are and what you got on because that's your business. But I'm here so that I can hear a word from God so I can go higher than where I am right now. Now, I know where you are right now may be okay and may be pretty good, but think about this. God wants to take you higher than where you are right now. And the only way you're going to get there is that you've got to take on the spirit of an eagle and understand that God wants you to soar higher than where you have gone. I see you're going to be a little tough right now, but that's all right. So the eagle Christians, and I must say all Christians are not eagle Christians. There are chicken Christians. There are crow Christians. There are peacock Christians. There are blue jay Christians. There are robin Christians. There are sparrow Christians. Adventure Christians. I mean, you got all kinds of birds. But I'm telling you, there's no bird like the eagle. One thing about the eagle Christians is that they are visionarians with a commitment and discipline, and they have spiritual perception. The eagle is extremely committed. Now, this ain't in your notes, but I need you to write this down. This is a key point here. I want you to listen to this. Without commitment, you'll never start. Without consistency, you'll never finish. Did you get that? Write it down. Without commitment, you'll never start. And without consistency, you'll never finish. Uh-huh. We got some people who may start off good, but they didn't. They won't finish. Are you hearing me? It's one thing to start college, but it's another thing to finish. Come most folk go to college to party. Oh, hallelujah. You get away from mama them and everybody else them, and you go to party. And if you're not careful, you done spent your time doing nothing. Hallelujah. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Mess around and you done been in college for six years. And you still a junior. Because you didn't go to learn, and you went there to party. It's not until you wake up and say, I'm going to be a little bit more committed to this thing. I'm going to start going to class. I'm going to stop getting hangovers. I'm going to stop getting drunk and hanging out. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm going to start doing what I'm supposed to do so I can graduate. Got to, I, got to, I got to be committed to this thing, and I got to have some consistency. Are you following me? So we understand that, and when an eagle sets his eye on the prey, or we might say the, the desire. That's a big word, a D word, desire. That's a D word. Everybody say desire. Desire. When it has a desire, and how many of us have a desire? How many of you have a desire to please the Lord? I'm not talking about nobody else. Say, well, you know, I was in, I thought so and so were going to meet me here today, but you had a desire to be here. Nobody was going to stop your desire. And how many of you believe it is God giving you that desire? And I mean something that God has put in you. And well, when the eagle sets its eye on a prey, listen to what I'm I'm getting ready to say here. After that, he he never gets distracted. That's another D word. Desire was one, but it's another D word. Distracted. Everybody say distracted. Once he sets his desire on something, he never gets distracted until he gets what he's after. Nothing distracts him. Nothing pulls him in this direction. Nothing pulls him in that direction. The eagle has a tremendous ability to concentrate. Somebody says concentrate. concentrate. Sometimes, you know, we let everything uh, uh, get us off track. You can't concentrate when you have everything coming at you and you're not in a place where you can really hear from God. Are oh, you following me? Look at 1 Corinthians 9 and 24. I feel like this message is, this morning is definitely a lifesaver this morning. Because some of you have begun to drift away from the things that are important to you in your life, which is God's will for you. And I want to open your eyes this morning to how, to how easy it is to get distracted from what you're really supposed to be after. Some of you all get so distracted, you should have been further up the road. You are two years behind because you got distracted. Some of you all, you have, been, you have derailed because you have gotten distracted. God had it set up for you to be, man, further up the road and you should be really faring well, better than where you are right now. But you let something distract you. Look here in verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race uh, run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Some of us just stop running. Run so you may obtain. Now, not everybody run the race the same way. Some people run, want want to uh, win the prize, but they don't want to train. Uh-oh. Some people want to read the whole Bible, but they don't want to study. Some people want to know God in a very deep, personal way like some of their friends, but they don't want to spend the time that they need to get to know him. They want to go to bed a blunder and wake up a wonder. They want to just put the Bible under their pillar and say, I'll wake up knowing scripture. That's not the way that it worked. You've got to actually get in that Bible so that that Bible can get in you. Look at verse 25. 25, I must haste. And every man that stirs for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do not they, they, they do it uh, uh, to obtain a corruptible count, crown, but not an incorruptible. That's what they're doing it for. And we don't care too much for this word temperate, because that means discipline. Everybody say discipline. That's another D word you like. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline. And it restricts himself in all things when you say temperate. And you know, we need to have balance in everything. Do you agree? God put everything here for us to enjoy, but we need to make sure we don't let anything get us out of balance. Enjoy your money, spend money, but don't spend so much money that you can't, you know, you get deeper in debt and my God, and it causes bondage in your life. Eat and enjoy your food, but don't Eat so much that you overeat that it causes problems in your body till you start to the point you're glutton. Are you following me? Work in the church and be uh, committed uh, to but don't be overly committed until the point uh, you are not uh, taking proper care of your family. See, everything has a balance. Because if you get overcommitted in, in so many different things, then, you know, you won't really master in anything. You'll leave part things undone because you'll do this, that'll be partly done. You'll do this, that's partly done. you do this, that's partly done. you do this. That's done. You'll, do this. you'll never be able to complete anything because you're trying to do everything. But you got to have balance in your life. Come on, say that with me. I got to have balance in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so uh, now they do it to obtain an incorruptible incorruptible crown, but we are an incorruptible. Look at verse 26. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, uh, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. In other words, or without indefinite aim. See, some folk, they're, you know, they're doing things, but they don't have no aim. So I feel if you this morning need to get your aim straightened out. You will never have no definite aim, or you, uh, uh, you either had a definite aim at one time, but Satan has come in and confused the issue, so now you've lost sight of what God originally spoke to you, and I'm not even talking about a ministry vision. Some of you, uh, you know, have a vision for ministry, but some of you have a vision just to get your house clean. Huh? Huh? Or to get your car clean. But you always let something come alone and get you off track of what you are supposed to complete. Because some things are short-term goals and some things are long-term goals. Are you following me? And so you've got to understand what God is telling you to do. And we need to know what God is putting on our hearts, and we need to be able to d- discipline ourselves, that's the D word, and put our energy and time into that thing that God says. And so many people know what God said, and they had a vision, but they don't use any discipline, and they don't have any commitment to see the thing through to finish. And you know why? Because Satan comes along with all kinds of distractions. That's another D word. Distractions and have all kinds of entanglements. Amen. And so he gets us all tied up in all sorts of things. That's his job to get you tied up so that you can lose focus off of what God had for you. And so we've been distracted too many times in the year of 2022. Since 2019, many of us have been distracted. Matter of fact, some church folk are still distracted and they're still off track and they're still off focus and they're not aiming straight. They're not aiming on the things that God wants them to have because they have allowed the enemy to come in and cause them to lose their focus. Helen Kellen who Happens to be physically blind. Listen to what she said. To have eyes and no vision is worse than being blind. Did you get that? Did you see how she saw that? She can't see now. Physically like we can. See, we can see. We got assistants. If you got assistants like me, you can see. See, these assistants right here. She couldn't even have no assistance so she could see. She was physically blind. But look at the revelation that she gave us. To have eyes and no vision is worse than being blind. Now that woman accomplished more than we can even imagine and had no sight. You know, there are healthy people. And I mean people who have good health that do nothing but waller and murmur in self pity. Day by day after day and day after day and you find some people that have such severe handicap but they have a vision to overcome. To I seen a man playing a guitar with no hands. No arms. Play it with his feet. Hallelujah. I see the woman that had no arms and no legs and she's a, a prolific painter. Can paint pictures so beautiful. Hallelujah. There are people who have no sight but they can play instrument like nobody's business. They do not allow their handicaps that cause them to lose vision Or what God called them to do. And see what we do. We allow people to handicap us we allow people to enter into our ear space and whoever has our ear has our future. You can't let everybody in your ear, ear space because they'll tell you something and you'll feel what they say and you'll start believing what they say. You can't do that and you can't do you know you don't have that. You don't have this degree. You don't have that. You're not smart enough. You don't have this. You don't have the ability to do this. You cannot do listen. You don't listen to the naysayer. You listen to what God God told you and I don't care what man say if God be for you Amen. Amen. I don't care what kind of handicap I have God has given everybody in here something that they can do better than somebody else and you need to capitalize on what God has given you that's why a lot of people allow people to steal their joy Cause you listen to the sales and they tell you how bad it is in the world, right, right. you know, and they always got something negative to say. Well, you know the gas price is going up. We can see that. Yes, sir. I don't care how much the gas prices go up, I'm still going to ride. Well, you know the, you know, well, you know the, the virus is uh, getting back up. You know, COVID is, uh, you know, it's it, it flaring back up. Let it flare back up. Hey, God has already told me that he has healed me from all diseases. So if I get something, I'm going to be healed. Are you following me? I'm not a, I'm not going to walk around here afraid of stuff, afraid of this, afraid of my shadow, can't drive nowhere, can't go nowhere, to pull the, the drapes in my house, got it midnight dark in there. The devil is a liar. I, he came that I may have life and life more abundantly. I shall live this life to live again. And if I do leave this life, he said, for me to live is Christ, for me to die is gain. I'm going to be all right. Look down, you am going to tell everybody, I'm going right. to be all right. Hallelujah. You can't walk around here faithless, walk around here looking at all. Uh, look at the situation. Look at that situation. Look at God is not scared of no situation. Everybody done had a situation. Everybody done been through something. But God brings us out all right. Let the devil do what he got to do, but he'll never be able to outdo my God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look at somebody and tell us it's time for you to open your mouth and say what God says. And if you say what God says, tell them like I'm telling them. Say if you say what God say you can get what God has. I want everything. That God has for me. Somebody give God a praise offering in this house. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. God specializes in everything, He's a specialized in your healing. Can you say amen? I know some folk that have been talked to and have been doomed in their talking. They told them that they'll never walk again, but they're walking. They told them that they'll never be able to talk, but they're talking. They'll never be able to see, but they see. They'll never be able to have this, but they have it. Some of you all thought you were going to leave here broke, but look what God has done. He has brought you up from where you were. You might have started out in the projects, but you didn't end up in the projects. You might have started out on Skid Row, but you didn't end up there. You might have started off in the hospital, but God brought you off of that hospital bed, and now you're here to testify about it. Look what the Lord has done. I feel church in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Tell somebody, you looking at a person that didn't start all too good. But when God got a hold of me, look where I am now. But look up and say, but that's not it. That's not the end of the story. That's not all of it. But I got a new day coming. I got something... That's ahead of me, and it's called my future. Now my future look good. Uh, Hey, hey! All right, all right, all right. Let me. I feel good in here now. Hallelujah! Y'all don't want to have no church. Y'all go on about y'all business, but Hallelujah! I'm not gonna let my handicap called me to talk myself out of my blessing. I may not can walk like you walk. I may not can talk like you can talk. I may not can skip like you skip. I may not can run like you run. But God gave me my own race. I'm going to run this way with patience. And when I get there, I'll get there. I- I may not get there when you get there, but I'll get there in time. Let me run my race. Hey. My, 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 my. Slap somebody an air five and say, I'm running my race. All right, all right. So we must overcome those things that affect us. Ah, uh, if we want to want the anointing to flow through us, then we must do what God tells us to do, whether we like it or not. Uh, it's your choice. Look down and want to tell everybody, you it. it's your choice. Uh-huh. It's your choice. Some of us just need to uh, stop overeating. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. We eat too much. It's your choice. But let me tell you something, Satan is out to kill us. Do y'all know that? He's out to kill us. Whatever God is speaking to you, you are going to have to discipline yourself to do it. And whatever, that's another D word. You don't like that word discipline, but you're going to have to discipline yourself to do it. And whatever he's speaking to you may be something different he's speaking to somebody else. So you can't worry about what he's speaking to somebody else. You just don't know what he's speaking to you, but you have to discipline yourself and restrict ourselves in things. Can you say amen? You cannot just let the flesh go wild. Then, when uh, we get into trouble, we want to rebuke everything. Isn't that the truth? You know, we let our flesh go wild, right, then we want to just rebuke everything. Uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh uh. You got to discipline yourself. We just want to wallow in the flesh and then, I rebuke that, I rebuke that. And the flesh turned around and and said, I rebuke you. All right, all right. Hallelujah. Let's get to the scripture here. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I like the scripture. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with patience the race marked out for us. Don't worry about nobody else's race. You run the race that's marked out for you. Can you say amen? amen? You know, that's our problem. I mean, everywhere. We worry about what other folk are doing, we worry about what folk say about us, how they look at us. Stop your worrying. Some of us don't even get in the service because we worry about how folk going to look at us. We can't even raise our hand. We look mummified in the service. God deliver me from folk that worried about what people think about them. Come on, people, get delivered from that. worrying about what folks say about you. I don't care how you look at me. If God had done something for me and I could in the service, hallelujah, and and my God, the music is going and they sing, my hands automatically go up. I thank God for what he's doing in my life. We got to get to the point where we teach our children how to give God the praise when God has been good to them. Can you say Amen. At least you can stand up and clap your hand. At least you can go side to side or something like that. You don't have to be able to dance like Sister So-and-so. That's our problem. We want to do what other folk do. No, you do what God gives you. Teach our children how to be thankful. How to bless the Lord at all times, first lady. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Some I mean, of you come here, don't even have a, a mouth praise. Don't have a praise in your mouth. You don't say anything. You look just, you know, you're like a house mouth. Don't say nothing. You just come here and look like all your relatives died at the same time. It's all, it's all, it's all the, the ushers can do is get you and get you seated as soon as you sit down. And the whole time you sitting there look like you you're looking like something stinking the whole time. And we can't get a smile out of you. Nothing out. God hadn't done nothing for you. And then when you leave here you act like you can't stop laughing about stuff. You laugh about nonsense. Stuff that don't even matter. Hallelujah. And if you read your Bible, you would have heard that laughter does good like medicine. If you read your Bible, that every day you need to have something to be happy and joyful about and excited about. and you can, Listen, have you taken your dose of medicine today? I know you. some of y'all got the mask on, but trust me, just look at that person, just smile. Just, just, just know that they're smiling because, yeah, they're smiling, you just can't see it. Hallelujah. And sometimes you just, some things are just funny and you just need to get a good laugh. You won't have to take so many pills if you start laughing about stuff. Don't take yourself so serious all the time. Sometimes you can be walking and you trip over your own foot. You say, you know, nobody will look at You can laugh at yourself. Come on, what y'all looking at? Some of y'all done did it before. You done tripped over your own foot. Come on now. Tell me, who stuck their foot out? That was your foot. They won't know I'm talking about you. Just look straight ahead. They won't know it. (laughs) And you know what happens to people? They get a vision and they start... I don't care, and then they get all entangled in all kinds of other things, and then you see what happened. You know, I mean, you go ahead to be uh, free to fulfill the will of God concern in your life. What is your problem? What is the matter with you? I don't know, you, uh, you know, you, you, you don't forget this. Some of, some of you, if you could look at you in the spirit... This is what you would look like. I mean, you would look. I mean, you are wrapped up and tied up in all kinds of things that have nothing to do with what God called you to do. And what God wants to do wants you doing is that, and and, and, and you're doing a lot of it because of man, uh, man pleasing and manipulation and control from other people. Really, you got to get up from the, up under the hands of other people. See, this, is what, this is what happened in junior high and, you know, grade school, stuff like that, and, and, and then high school. These little kids, they get formed by their own friends or their so-called friends. And then they get manipulated into trying to be tough. And, do, and then the parents say, well, why you act like that? You acting like that because of, you know, what, uh, you know, uh, Nene. <laughs> She's she the toughest thing, so all y'all trying to be like Nene. And the mom and dad said, what in the world why you? Why you walking stink like that? That's how Neney walked. Evil communication corrupts good manners. You need to watch who your children hang out with. Everybody don't have their interests at heart. I want to know who you call yourself, dating. I want to know who you on the phone with. I want to know their parents. I want to know everything. Because I'm responsible. I'm your covering. Because when things get shaky and you get in trouble, ain't nobody else coming to your rescue but us. We done been down that road before. Huh? We done got the bag of chips, the drink, and everything. And people are trying to change what God put in you. I mean, some of you all, when y'all were little kids, boy, y'all used to love to get in the church. Y'all, mom, let go to church, let go to church. And then, now you done been right that school and got around them uh, little children that think they grown. They ain't got no money for nothing. All the, Everything they got, somebody done paid for it. Carol, I like them shoes. They didn't pay for them. Ooh, that's a nice phone. They didn't pay for that. Ooh, that's some nice braids. She didn't even pay for them. Huh? You getting all the, oh, I want to be like her. I want to be her. They ain't pay for nothing. How you gonna get grown and tell your parents what you're gonna do and not do when you don't have no money? Duh! You don't have no money. You want to act grown and talk back? You don't have no money. I'm leaving. Well, leave everything I bought here. Take that shirt off right now. Take them shoes off. Give me them socks and them drawers too. Give 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 them here. Oh, I'm sorry. Underwear. I'm sorry. I want everything. Take them earrings out your ear. Give me them glasses too. But I ain't going to be able to see. I bought them too. I want to get grown around here. But I'm going to be naked. That's the point. You need to stay somewhere where you're covered. We cover you. And that's how God is. Stay somewhere where you can get a covering. You want to run all around town? Want to hear everybody's message? Stay home where you can get covered. God, help me. I ain't going to be able to finish this. trying to be a man pleaser wind up getting manipulated and controlled by somebody else your parents have their interests at heart your spiritual parents have your interests at heart but you grown with your spiritual self (laughs) and you know what Also, some of your own problems inside of you, things that we get caught up in, we allow it to dwell in us, mess up our lives. Never lose sight of what you are supposed to be doing. Remember, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing in your life. And I'm here to help you fix your focus. Don't get entangled. I tell you right now, some some of you are entangled. I know it. I know that I know that I know that some of you are entangled in things that you need to be disentangled from. Some of you are doing a bunch of dead stuff that God's finished with. I mean, God is done with that. It's time for you to move on. I mean, he spoke to you to do it 10 years ago, but five years ago he said, I'm done with it. So just move on from that. And you're still doing it, and you don't understand that there's no life in it because God is finished with it. And once God is finished with something, there is no life in it anymore. You've got to be willing to let go go of things. You know, God may just have you doing a thing for a period of time, but that doesn't mean that you're supposed to do it forever. And if you keep trying to do everything forever, then you just get entangled. You get all wrapped up in a bunch of stuff and and it it gets what? Get confusing. And you got so many people walking around here just confused about life. And you know, some, some something wrong, but 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 you don't understand what it is, you You're just not clear of what's wrong. And I want to tell you something else about the ego. That's just just marvelous. Watch this. Now this this really blessed me. Listen, the eagle has a solution in their eye when they're born that is a liquid solution at birth. This is real good. And this solution begins to harden, it becomes a sitting that uh, that 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 enables them to find their way home when they're thousands of miles away it's like a built-in compass in their eyes and this solution hardens as they discover where they live as they grow up so wherever they are it begins to harden right where they are right where they're living and they begin to say i live here and then they find out where the north pole is and then they want to always be able to fly from the North Pole and then find their home from that direction. And as they go out a few times and come back and go out a few times and come back, and as they learn that direction, this solution in their eyes hardened. Now listen, listen, listen. After it's once hardened, if, there's gonna, if, if they're going in the wrong direction, If they ever, you know, go in the wrong direction and they are in danger of getting lost from home base, they get a low-level pain in their eyes that tell them that they are going in the wrong direction. I want to tell you something. I believe a large majority of the believers live with a low-level pain. How many of you get the message this morning? You know, you, you, you can get accustomed to low-level pain and just put up with it. And that's just the way it is, and you just go on. Can you imagine how many people uh, are doing what they are supposed to be doing, and they are living in uh, man-pleasing and letting other people control their destinies? That's another D word. They're letting other people control it. And they're living under the tyranny of the urgent. They're handling everything that screams at them, I'm urgent, that you got to handle me right now. Right? Uh, You know, everything urgent may not be important. Did you get what I just said? Every urgent thing may not be the important thing. The most important thing may be just for you to pray, but when your phone rings, you just feel like I just got to answer the phone. See, because you think that that's urgent. See, somebody else's urgency may not be your urgency. Because if you get ready to pray and the phone rings, that's their urgency, it controls your prayer life. You don't ever need to let the phone control your prayer life. Are you following me? And you don't want to find out anyway that if I wasn't home, I wouldn't have answered it anyway. If I had it on silent, I wouldn't have answered it anyway. So, in other words, it can wait. Are you listening to me? There's a whole lot of things that can wait, but we're people to make it an urgent thing in our life. And how many times do, you, do people let other people's disaster and problems uh, control their lives? Just like the man of God said, I heard a story about the pastor, say, oh man, this is the week I'm going to go and take my family and I'm going to have a great time with my wife and everything. And then the phone rang. And the phone rang and said, oh pastor, this is urgent. I just got to see you. I got to, it can't wait, it can't wait. It cannot wait. And, you know, he's getting ready to go and be with his wife and everything, and and it can't wait. He said, well, listen, it can't wait. He said, no, it is very urgent. It cannot wait. And he said, well, hold on a minute. How long has this problem been going on? She said, 15 years. He said, 15 years? Well, if it been going on 15 years, it can wait one more day. Some of you, you let other people's urgency cause you not to do the important things. I've seen folk that will go and do for other folk families and leave their own family hanging. Somebody urgency when you don't do the important thing, you know, you don't set up a date with your wife, and then somebody call and say something is urgent. The devil is a liar. You got to call somebody else. I'm already booked. And you know some of you men in here, let me talk to you. Amen. That's what, that's what our problem is, that we're always trying to help people in their urgency. And we're always trying to help somebody because, you know, uh, they looked like they, they needed some some help. And you know, a lot of men get in trouble because they're they being too nice. Hello? You can't be too nice to everybody. Because some niceness is a setup. Yeah. If your wife and airboy and you tell her, all right, baby, now you need to watch that, you need to watch that. If she tell you that, you better watch it. And We be sitting there with, you know, all one side of the brain. What? I ain't nothing wrong. I'm just trying to help the woman. You know what I'm saying? I, ain't, I don't want her or nothing like that. You know, she said, all right. Hint, hint, hint. Well, my wife said, I can't come out and play right now. Bye. You like know, my mama said, I can't come play right now, so I, uh-uh, I can't come. Pray listen, <laughs> no, you can't play at all. You mm. Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because, you know, uh, you got to understand, you know, that other people are not always going to be concerted of your life and your time. Because the bottom line is that most people are selfish and self-centered up to their eyeball. It's not about nobody else but them. I heard somebody say most people spend half of their life being uh, concerned about what everybody thinks about them. And you need to understand that most people are so selfish that 98% of the time they don't think about anybody but themselves and they only have 2% of the time to think of you so that you don't need to be too concerned about what they are thinking about you because really they don't have their mind on you as you think they do. So what kind of low-level pain are you living in when you feel that low level, and I'm getting to the point where I can feel it. And sometimes we feel a little disturbed sometimes, and when I feel that low-level pain, I got to go to ask God, okay, God, what is going on here? Is it intercession? Is it something you, you don't want me to do? Sometimes you sometimes God will just quicken me, and, and you know, I, 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 I don't want to. Uh, you're talking about the people that you've just been talking about, and sometimes that's how God will deal with us. You've been talking too much, you've been talking about that person. Now you need to stop that. You start feeling that low level pain when you start doing things that you should not be doing. Am I right about that? And if you learn how to pay attention to that low-level pain, I mean, God will correct us so quickly that we won't get in much trouble because every time we get off into some area that we don't need to be off in, he'll bring that Holy Ghost conviction before we can get into a real big mess. And do you know what you begin, when you begin to gossip, To fe- you feel that low-level pain, uh-huh, do you know when you start to judge and criticize somebody else that that low-level pain, is there. You know that my God, but when somebody asks you not to tell something and you they tell you something in private and you can't wait to tell somebody else, uh, that low level pain begins to start in you. You know that you're getting ready to be a tail bearer. Can you say amen? You're going to destroy, there's another D word, "destroy, destroy their confidence and go tell everybody anyway. My God, you know you feel that low level pain and when you are out in the mall shopping, and you're getting ready to buy something, and you know you don't have the money. You should feel that low-level pain. And the reason why you should feel that low-level pain: number one is you don't have no money. Number two, you told God that, "Hey, uh, you know, you know that, that you got. He done got you out of debt." And number three, you told God that I ain't gonna charge no more. But you feel like down on the inside. Let me just charge one more time. But that low-level pain should be in you. Can you say amen? Yes, yes, yes. You got to learn how to be the eagle. And they have that solution in their eyes to let them know that they are going in the wrong direction. And I tell you what, what, uh, we got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. And he's committed to saying that he lets us know when we are going in the wrong direction too. And so we have to submit to his leadership and submit to his guidance. Uh Uh-huh, don't get entangled in a bunch of junk that you don't have to get entangled in. Would you look there with me as I close uh, Ephesians, uh, the fifth chapter. It says here, uh, be very careful then how you live and not as unwise but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not be, what? Foolish. A foolish person has no direction. Well, what are you doing, going to do today? Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought I'd just hang out and see what's happening. And that may be okay, you know, every once in a while for some of us, but that's uh, your lifestyle, then you are in big trouble. I mean, not only am I not going to be that way, but I'm not going to hang out with people that way because I'm finding out that spirits are transferable. Say that with me, spirits are transferable. And I want to be around people that I want some of what they have. I don't want to be around a bunch of people that want to drag me down. I don't want to be around a bunch of people that want to, uh, uh, that want to bring me down. I want to be around a bunch of people that will build me up and iron sharpened out. I do not I want to be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Anybody here want to understand what the Lord's will is for your life? Uh, we have to get a hold of what the will of God is for our lives we have to live with the low level pain and we have to set our eyes on goals like the eagle and not get distracted it doesn't mean we won't have a challenge but Satan will try and do everything to try and distract you and sometimes you have to fight to keep from getting involved with all kinds of things that you shouldn't get involved with and some of us just uh, love to be involved Uh, and one reason we love to be involved is because we are just nosy people and we have to be aware of other people's demand but we also have to be aware of our own inner compulsions Uh, yes sometimes we don't uh, do all the things that we say that stress us out because other people are making us and we do them because of our own inner uh, uh, compulsions Uh, and there is something wrong there is a wrong drive in us that we have to do these things. So I'm glad that God has compared me as the eagle so sometimes this low level pain will allow me to know when I'm going in the wrong direction. And one of the things that we need to know is uh, birds fly in flocks but eagles fly alone and if uh, and, and I'm not saying that we all have to go around being lonely but I'm going to have to spend some quality time with the Lord uh, when was the last time you spent some quality time with the Lord uh, yes 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 and your flesh is not going to always like it when you say I'm ready to spend some time with the Lord nah, your flesh is not going to always like it when you say I'm going to fast on this Wednesday nah, your flesh is not going to always like it. When you say, I'm getting ready to go to a discipleship training and I'm going to participate in the training and the flesh is not going to like those kinds of things because the flesh want to do what it wants to do. Can you say amen? And so yes, yes, yes i tell you one thing. If you're not listening to God, you are not living with the low level pain and if you're not careful, family members will put pressure on you concerning your time with God Uh, uh, because when people get used to uh, something they don't want to give up but if they knew like I knew they would be glad that you have that time with God. Uh, See you wouldn't like that person that's sitting beside you if they didn't have that time with God. Uh, You wouldn't like me very much if I didn't spend any time with God. Uh, Because if I don't spend time with God then that means the flesh is going to get the best of me. When I don't spend time with God it's going to be more flesh than it is gonna be the spirit of God can I get a witness in here right now so I'm going to spend more time with God. Uh, Yes, yes, we don't want even to know about uh, if a person, if they don't spend time with God. Now, how many of you feel that this is a word in due season for your life? I mean, I feel like some of you need to prune uh, yourself for some of this stuff and get back to business uh, with God and let God have his way and get back to the call that God has on your life. Uh, Remember to make sure that the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing can you say amen and some of you need to prune yourself for some of these things in life Uh, yes some of you all got these uh, suckers on you like trees got suckers on them Uh, and if you're not careful they'll suck the life right out of you can you say amen Uh, you need to get your pruning shears out and cut all of the suckers off of your life so that you can live a bondified life in Christ I don't hear nobody in here. Now, if you don't get rid of the suckers, because suckers, my God, it's time out for them. They'll drain your energy. They'll zap your anointing. And you'll just run out around in circles. And you'll just live in the tyranny of the urgent. Well, this is urgent, and that is urgent. And you know what you are doing. You are handling all of these urgent things, and you are not doing the important things. Well, it's interesting because... Because most of the important things can wait. They'll tell you, well, you can wait on prayer. You can wait on taking your family out. You can wait on taking a vacation. All of the important things things that you've been doing, you need to be doing. You got to wait. I'm telling y'all, some of y'all working like a fool in a mule. And you're not giving no time for yourself. You're not having any vacations. And your hair my God is turning whiter and whiter. Well, let it turn white, but while you on your feet, you better take some time out for yourself. Because one of these days, your, your steps are gonna get a little shorter. But while you got the blood running, and warm in your veins and while God's giving you life and strength and vitality, you need to go out and take care of yourself every now and then. Can you say amen? And if your thoughts don't want to take care, you need to grab them and say it's about time that we get away Get away! Uh, can you say amen? Uh, but I know what you're thinking. You say, well, Bishop, I don't have a whole lot of money. Uh, well, you don't have to have a whole lot of money to have a good time. Uh, you can have what we call a staycation uh, where you don't answer the phone, uh, where you don't come to the door, uh, where you walk around the house like you want to walk around. Uh, and for two or three days, I'm going to have a staycation. Uh, I do what I want to do in the inside of my house. Uh, can you say say amen, Uh, you will wound up recuperating yourself. Uh, Can you say hallelujah? Uh, So you know Jesus is our example. Uh, His life was very full, but not frantic and feverish. Uh, He wasn't all stretched out. Uh, But in John 17 and 4 Jesus said, I have brought you glory on the earth. Uh, By completing the work you gave me to do. Uh, I mean, how could he finish their we're still with a lot of sick people he left him well he said he finished the work that he left him to do well I want to leave you with this you got to finish the work that God left here for you to do because nobody can do your work like you can do your work can you say amen Now, now look down your road and tell them say God got something for you he's got a work for you and you need to complete complete the work nah, that He called you to do. Tell them, say nobody can do what you can do. God wants you to keep the vision nah, of an eagle. Can you say Amen? Nah? So when you got the vision of an eagle, nah, you don't worry about what everybody else is seeing nah, because God has showed you way off. Huh? What he wanted you to do, nah, he sold your way off. Uh, the cloud that's raising, uh, the cloud that's rising. Uh, he showed you while you was at the top of the mountain uh, that the storm was coming your way. Uh, and so God, my God, the eagle, uh, he don't get frustrated like the chicken. Uh, when the storm start coming, uh, the eagle start, the, the, the chicken start. Uh, they start running around the chicken yard. Uh, but when the eagle see a storm coming, uh, he lets out that crowd. Like that Ah he my god holds up his beak and uh, eyes start flashing uh, and he says look at that storm uh, i'm glad the storm is here uh, now i got something to ride on uh, i'm here to tell you this morning uh, that god brought that storm for you to ride on that storm uh, that storm is about to take you higher uh, than you ever went before uh, stop getting upset uh, because a storm is in your life uh, you stretch out your wings uh, and ride the storm out uh, can you say amen uh, would you look at a neighbor uh, and say neighbor, we're gonna ride this one out can you say amen let's ride oh can you say amen let the wind let the holy ghost get up under your wings and ride it out can you say amen You need to get a low-level pain uh, when you come to the house of God uh, and you know the devil been hot on your trail uh, all week long. uh, You need to get a low-level pain uh, in your life uh, to know that, hey, uh, nobody can stop uh, my praise uh, because I got a low-level pain. I know that I got this thing uh, that's in my life. uh, But the low-level pain uh, said that God can heal my body. uh, Can you say amen? Uh, When was the last time uh, you got the low-level pain uh, that your life was going in the wrong direction? uh, But the low-level pain uh, told you that even though uh, it looked like you're going in the wrong direction, God gave you uh, a new plan uh, that he's going to take you in the right direction. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, I haven't gone in the right direction uh, all the days of my life, but God uh, gave me a low level pain uh, to turn that thing around uh, and get in the right direction. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, I'm glad uh, that I'm like the eagle. Uh, God that thing in my eye. So when things are not looking right, my God, God was sharpening my eye that I can see it right. I can see through that thing. I can see for what it's worth. Can you say amen? Some of you got some friends that you need to see what they are worth. They're, my God, they're not for you. They're working against you. But God needs to open your eye so you can see for who they were can you say amen god give me somebody that got my interest at heart, uh, that will come alongside me, uh, and you will gather the eagles together. Uh, Can you say amen? Uh, I don't want to quit this walk of life. Uh, I don't want to end up uh, not fulfilling the will of God. Uh, But the the days that I got left, uh, I want to be in the will of God. Uh, Somebody lift their hands uh, and say for the rest of my days, i want to be in the will of god uh, my god uh, look at somebody uh, and tell them say for the rest of your days live in the will of god uh, find somebody else uh, and tell them say for the rest of your day live in the will of god uh, god uh, has an assignment for you uh, don't worry uh, they look at you because uh, God put something in your eye uh, to see it for what it is. Uh, God put something in your eye uh, that you saw it before you saw it. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, because we walk by faith uh, and not by sight. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, that's why uh, we live the way we live. Uh, That's why uh, we praise in the way we praise it. uh, Because we know that everything uh, is going to be all right. uh, Because reaping may endure uh, for a night, uh, but God's joy uh, is coming in the morning. Uh, Can you shout glory? My time is up. Listen, doeth the eagle mount up at thy command and make her nest on high. She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, upon the crave of the rock and a strong place. I'm in a strong place, y'all. It's the foundation that's up under me. I don't have to stagger. I don't have to slip. I'm in a strong place. From then she seeketh her prey. Good God it. And her eyes behold off. some of you you got such a relationship with God you can see things coming and if you don't have a relationship with God that you cannot see things coming you better get a relationship with God where you can see things coming cause see if you can see them coming you can prepare yourself for it it don't have no business slipping up on you See, it it didn't surprise God, the trial that you have now. It didn't surprise God that you became the blessed, the way that you are blessed. Nothing surprises God. Are you hearing me? But if you're in a state where you can see things far, you can prepare yourself for it when it gets there. Hallelujah. And that's just like the eagle. When they see that storm coming, it's already prepared. It's already prepared. I'm telling you today, God has some things for you, but you got to be in a place of preparation. You got to prepare yourself first. But some of us won't be prepared because we're not in a place where we can see afar off. God, touch our eyes spiritually in the spirit that we'll see things afar off. Will be ready. Give us the eye of the eagle. That nobody can destroy our destinies. We are destined to succeed, nobody can take that away. And yet the world and many other people, they would not understand us because we walk this faith life. You're talking like you already have it. I do. I'm just waiting for the manifestation. I'm waiting with great anticipation. I'm waiting with great expectation. They don't understand that. They don't understand that. But we understand what the words say, we walk by faith and not by sight. Just in these weeks to come, as you get closer to God, you're going to see things clearer like you've never seen before. I'm praying to God, give every one of us a low-level pain when it comes to the things that really mean something in our lives. Like teaching our kids the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? Bringing them to Bible training. You should have a low-level pain. I don't want to go. You're going. I'm feeling this low-level pain. I, 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 we're going in the wrong direction. We'll let you stay home every Wednesday night. We, we, we're going in the wrong direction. But I don't want to go to church. No, 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 no. you're going. You're going, you're going, you're going. I don't want to go, I don't want to go be in that group study because they may ask me to say something. You need to be there. So you try to talk yourself out of it. But you need to be right there in the midst of it. Because that's where God is taking you. Let me ask you this, I'm done with it. Can you see yourself going higher? Can you see yourself going higher? I pray that God give you the eye of the eagle so you can see how high God wants to take you. The Bible says He wants you to soar like the eagle. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise. Everybody's